0: Yo, the Whiskey Sick Podcast, the most slept on since Rip Van Wink. My shit stink with every element from A to Zinc. Hit him
1: with that theme music. Pull up in the parking lot, it's full, so I gotta walk. Got the chalk, got the draw. Outlines for these ladies, I'm about to slay. Got my cape on with some napalms, shots to day? What you play, huh? Hard to get, off will be wet for all that dry hate Lookin' my way, while your eyes say You and I may, get off like a right lane But I might strain, pull the blame with a migraine I'm arranged to that ratchet bitch a bench for that acid offense with a ladder get up on it I said a wrench to that ratchet bitch a bench for the acid offense with a ladder get up on it Hello miss like what's your name such a shame you don't drink who's to blame Cause I'm buying like I'm Cosby in the lobby of an AA meeting on a payday We can make it rain even on a sunny day what you say you and I could run away Meet up when you drop that molly off, love like that of Molotov While she's on the side, hating faded lane On the pavement, wasting all of my patience Come on, you gotta go, go ahead, put your best out You gotta get up I am but I ask now Come on and get up On the put my hands out You gotta get up To step, gotta make down Motherfucker, get up Go ahead, put your pants out You gotta get up I am but I will ask now Come on and get up On the ledge, my hands out You gotta get up To step, got get up. Go ahead, gotta, gotta got make down Why don't you get
0: up? What is up, Whiskey Sick Podcast number one, two, three? It's as easy as that. The most infamous podcast, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Seth Gecko, aka Moody Motherfucking Hank, all up in that ass. What is up? Whoo! Here we go again, homies. Here we go again. Uh, the eve of uh, a huge UFC fight. Uh, Conor McGregor vs Dustin Poirier And right now as I was getting on here uh, I just saw a crazy story It looks like two of the best fights on the card Other than, Dustin, other than the main and co-main event The two best fights on uh, One was on the, the, the main event and one uh, On the main card And one was a prelim uh, They've been cancelled it looks like And one of them is crazy One dude got cut The morning of the fights over there It's already fight day So Literally, the morning they're fighting it, they're gonna end up fighting. I think over there, it ends up being like three in the morning. The card starts, it's gonna be they're gonna be literally be fighting seven in the morning. Conor McGregor by the time he gets out there, but uh, literally in the morning of the day of the fight, a guy got um cut from the UFC after making weight and everything. I'll get into that shit a little later. Uh, we're gonna talk, we got a lot of fucking fight talk to get into today, man. A lot of fight talk. Um, picks from the last two cards, um, overall, 14 and 10, got off to a slow start, went 4 and 6 in the first card, and I went 10 and 4, I was 10 and 2 up until the last two fights, and then uh, I went I went 10 and 4 uh, on the last card, so I got the main event wrong, I went with uh, Magni over Chiesa, but we'll get into all that, and we got a lot of shit, I mean, we got... Uh, I woke up on on wednesday the the everybody promised me the whole world was going to be changed and, and and the you know the, the the sun would be out the birds would be chirping, the squirrels would be fucking all that kind of shit because ding dong the witch is dead, the wicked witch of the west was was gone from the white house um and, and here we are and i'm still waiting and uh we'll see uh how long it takes for 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 us to see uh if anything changes around in the world. Um. After uh, we got a new president. Um. So I think I'll be hitting up uh, Mr. Michael Bautista, A.K.A. Uh, Trump's uh, biggest fucking nut nut hug. Well, maybe not the biggest nut hugger, because I think the biggest nut huggers uh, showed up at the Capitol building. Uh, he wasn't that kind of about it. About it. Uh, but he's a pretty big. He'd hey listen. He'd fuck Donald Trump. This dude Bautista. When I want to call him up. He he'd fuck actually. He's more of the sub- submissive type. Let me, let me fix it. He'd probably let Trump fuck him. He likes that submission shit. He ain't aggressive like that. Uh, so I, I think Ma- uh, Bautista would, would, would let Trump uh, fuck him. Doggy style, diaper change, however. But that's the kind of rider he is for Mr. Trumpy Trump. Uh, but he's out the door, um, ushered in uh, a new... Uh, not even new. This dude's been around. Just uh, the same, a uh, uh, different set of corruption has taken over uh, the United States. So uh, we'll, we'll see what kind of shit we get into, uh, how long it takes for uh, them to start teaching uh, den- gender neutral pronouns in, in, in our schools and shit, in, in preschool and in first and second grade, and uh, male toxic masculinity and all that shit. Um, so we'll see how long that takes um how long uh we all are able to have freedom of speech of any kind uh so it, it's just gonna be a whole new level of fuckery we have one extreme fuckery now we're gonna go on to the other extreme of fuckery and now it's the other side's turn to bitch for the next four years so oh and they will oh and they will they will um the only thing that can rival all those super lefty little little uh, uh hostess twinkie filling cupcake ass motherfuckers is is, is crazy ass religious ass uh wackadoos. and fucking trump lovers It's going to be fucking crazy anyways i i i'll let this dude you know yap when he gets on i just like to hit him with, with I, I don't necessarily disagree with some of the shit he says i just like you know i like to offer a different set of uh, 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 of point of view listen my 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 lady side of the family is they're out here, homies. They were wilding during inauguration day. I ain't gonna lie to you. They were they were wearing uh, "We Did It, Joe" Kamala Kamala Harris t-shirts and shit. That evil bitch. Uh, it's like they they don't. I mean, it's crazy because in the preliminary, it was just a couple months ago. Biden and Kamala Harris, Kamala Kamala. I don't fucking know. Kamala. Let's go Kamala. She. You know they they they're. You know, fighting with each other and yelling at each other and and, and trading barbs and shit. And then, like, two months later, they're, like, acting like they're best friends and shit. Um, You know, meanwhile, Tulsi Gabbard got all up in their asses. Uh, They didn't want no part of that, so they made sure they kicked her out with Bernie and shit. So that these two fuckers would end. If you don't know about uh, Kamala Harris, she's she's a heart attack away. She's like a a, a fucking, literally, uh, Joe Biden eats the wrong... McDonald's french fry. It's a, it's a rizzy, it's a rap, it's a rizzy rap homies, heart attack central, uh, uh, goes on that Dr. Dre brain aneurysm shit, shout out to Dr. Dre, I'm glad, uh, that's, that, them's just jokes, just, you know, uh, 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 get well my homie, we, we dodged a fucking bullet with that one, uh, but anyways, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, he has a little brain aneurysm, ring ding dong, ring ding 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 dong Dunsky's, And this vile little bitch Kamala Harris takes over. So, you know, and if you don't know about her, she was up to some evil shit as a prosecutor up in the yay area. She was putting all sorts of people in jail for some petty ass shit, uh, marijuana laws and shit. And then later laughing about when they asked her if she smoked marijuana, she started laughing like it was a joke. If it was such a joke, why did you uh, uh, imprison so many um, black people? That you're supposedly a writer for. How, how come you imprison so many with those fucking uh, uh, sentences that you, you handed down? This bitch uh, was overturning, uh, pushing for, to uh, un- un-wrongful, uh, unwrongful convictions. Wrongful convictions, not unwrongful. Wrongful convictions. She was pushing to, to keep people in jail who were proven to, to be innocent of the crime. She's up to some foul-ass shit. She's no different. People call her, her, her uh, another uh, uh, Hillary. So that, you know, we ain't in better hands, homies. I, that's all I point out. I'm not one. T- I, I like to point out both sides of fuckery, man. It's all over the place. So, um, you know, that's their thing on the left. They you, you, you look like a threat to them. It's all of a sudden they call you you Russian, uh, Russian spies, Russian agents, shit like that, like they did with Tulsi. Like right? they tried to do with Trump. That's what they do. That's in their back pocket. They, they, meanwhile, they're, get, they're getting uh, peddled to the top by China and shit. Both ways, homies, just make sure that when you, you these next four years, all you motherfuckers that were, were, were bitching and moaning about Trump and, uh, you know, Joe Biden was the second coming of Jesus himself and shit. Hey, in a year or two when shit's, shit's you know, rock bottom still, I want I, to hear that same motherfucking energy. That's all. I just want the same energy. I want you to hold your own accountable. At least the, the, the people that you identify with as your own. That's it. That's all I'm saying. It's just it's just new the different faces of the same corruption, the same bought out motherfuckers, man. But fuck it, we got we got a busy ass weekend this weekend. We got uh, fights, NFC, AFC championship games. My picks are still alive. At least my my pre playoffs picks. I picked uh, Bills and Packers in the Super Bowl. They're both still alive, and I I like I like the pick. That's my pick already. I'll spoiler alert you. That's that's it's going down like that. So we got that. Um my pelicans are fucking trash on this. I know, I know. Every uh, the last three years, the last three years this has happened to me. I've I've made wild proclamations about the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And and hey. I believe that shit. I know y'all think that I'm full of shit and I'm just over here, you know, feeding the trolls. I got little troll pellets I'm, I, I'm passing around, you know, just trolling. F- I'm not trolling motherfuckers. <laughs> I swear to you. I believe that the Pelicans were going to get a, like a four seed. I was thinking like a four or five seed. I thought we were going to really be somebody. New coach. They're, they're, the, they're the fucking Dallas Cowboys. All my teams are the Dallas Cowboys. They're the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. Get out to a 16 to 20 point lead in every single game, and then just fall apart, no defense, and turn the ball over. That's the Dallas Cowboys. I was watching the game last night. We were banging with with with, uh, was it Utah? Yeah, with Utah. After getting our ass kicked the night before, and we were you know gave up a 16 point lead in the first half. We were actually down by two at halftime. Gave up 72 points by halftime, but we scored 70. I go to take a shit. No bullshit. I go in to take a shit. Now, I read when I shit. I read. Right now, I'm reading the uh, autobiography of Malcolm X. Now, I told y'all, I'm not virtue signaling or any of that bullshit. Don't come at me with here. I just want to be educated, homies. Last year, I read Roots by Alex Haley, who is the author of the autobiography. You're like, isn't it an autobiography you write yourself? No, it was actually a story. Um, It was uh, basically recited to Alex Haley by malcolm x himself so that's why it's still an autobiography and not a biography but anyways i'm reading that right now i'm getting close to the end of that that's some shit man that's some shit that dude is that dude was that dude was special hey i know it's a lot of white devil shit but trust me uh it ain't unfounded homies if you know it's crazy shit but anyways the point is is that i'm reading a fucking excellent book i'm taking a shit so i take a little while in there I, you know it's not zippy i know you sit on the john that's number one way uh you get hemorrhoids if you don't know that so be careful um people who read and and, and i don't know jerk off into the toilet bowl i don't know whatever the fuck i know i knew a dude who took tur- okay that dude's me i used to jerk off on the toilet bowl and just bust bust off in the toilet bowl and just flush it away that would be the easiest way way to do it for me for a while um you know, so I spent a little bit of time in there, but it couldn't have been more than, like, I only read a couple pages, you know, before I was like, all right. I started cramping up, started losing feeling in my feet because I used the uh squatty potty. I got the squatty potty up in there. Um Hey, I'm telling you, no push. No push. You get yourself a squatty potty, there's no push. You just sit down, open up, it drops out. It's fucking... Easy access when you're wiping and going. It, it's fantastic. I put it on before uh, in the early days of the Whiskey Sick Podcast when I first got it. I'm putting it on again. It's still rolling. It's, it, it's the, the little grip on the top. It's worn down like a, like a used tire. Like I, I got easily 150,000 miles on this motherfucker on that squatty potty. I mean the, 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 the top is like worn down. It's like it's beaten up. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't move. It sits there, but it looks like it's been through fucking hell. Blasted many a dookies on that motherfucker, and this was no different. It was 10 minutes. I know I'm getting, I'm coming, I'm coming back around. Trust me, I was in there maybe 10 minutes. We were down two. The third quarter just started. I come back, we're down 16. 16. The Pelicans are all of a sudden down 16. There's like six minutes left in the third quarter. So I missed like maybe do the fucking math. I missed like six minutes. I think I missed like half the uh, third quarter. Six minutes of game time. We're down 16. I turned that shit off. Zion was eating ass the last couple nights too. He had like 30 and 30. He had over 30 points the last two games before that, previous two games before that. and I just came to the realization, yesterday was the realization that they ain't shit and they might be the worst fucking team in, in the West. That, it, and I don't know how. They got a squad. On paper, they got a squad. They just don't play like a team. And they turn the fucking ball over. It's like these motherfuckers are, are, are playing hot potato with the, with the, the fucking, uh, 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 what are they, the, the 3D fans in the seat and shit. They're like throwing balls out to them and shit. They ain't even real fans in the motherfucking seat. Maybe there was yesterday. I think there was. You get my drift. You shovel when I'm shitting. I'm over here, man. Damn it. We ain't even going to make the playoffs again. Last year we started six and twenty-three. We lost thirteen straight games. Right now we've lost seven of eight. It's over. It's a rizzy. It's a wrap. Another, um, another infamous Pelicans prediction down the fucking drain. And and, and they've only played what are they? Five and nine. Fourteen games. Fourteen games. It's over. It's a wrap. Just like that. So, um, all my teams, all my teams this year. You know, I a couple podcasts ago I told y'all it, it was a, 2020 was just you know on top of everything it was one of the worst sports years I've ever had. Uh, the shit that happened to the Cowboys, the Pelicans in the bubble falling apart after they were on fire to end the season when they when they stopped the season they were on fire. I thought we were gonna fucking we were definitely gonna make the playoffs and then we came back six months later and we weren't shit. Angels never were shit. We had a 60-game uh, season, and they, they couldn't even win 30 fucking games. They couldn't even win 20 fucking games. Uh, Ducks, the Ducks just got back in. You know, these are all my teams. I'm just running through them for you. Uh, my, my Ducks in the NHL, they ain't shit. And I think they're like 1-3 in three to start the season. So it's, it's bad, and it's, it's not getting better. I think, I think maybe it will be for the Cowboys. We get Dak back. Uh, hopefully we get our, our offensive line back. Um, we got a new, I don't know how, you know, we got (laughs) the fucking Cowboys go worst defense in the fucking league. And they go and get the guy who coached the team that gave up the 40 something 60 point lead to the Cowboys in in the Falcons in week three. We go and get him. We want the guy who gives up the 28 to three lead in the Super Bowl. We go and get him to be our defensive coordinator. uh, Dan Quinn. Uh, now I don't know if he was in charge of the defense with the with the Falcons, but hey, you're the head coach. You got final say in everything. So I don't know how that's gonna turn out. Uh, I really don't know. I guess he was, you know the, the you know the the guy in 2014 and, and, and 15 that was you know coaching up the uh, Legion of Boom in its prime. We'll see. But here here's the thing about that. Uh I don't think he built the legion of boom. I think they were drafted under a previous defensive coordinator number 1, number 2. We don't have anybody like Earl Thomas, like Cam Chancellor, like uh, like like uh 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 Richard uh, Richard uh, I was going to say Richard Simmons. Seymour, what's his name? Sherman Williams. Sherman Williams. <laughs> sure. I forget his fucking name. Sherman Williams isn't that the paint company? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. I'm stoned. I'm stizzy stoned, homies. Oh, I'm fucking blazed. Anyways, we don't got any of those. We don't got anything close to a a Legion of Boom. Legion of Doomed. That's what the fuck we are. Um, So now we got him. Um, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Um, But fuck it. So I, I don't know, man. Maybe, you know, 21. It can't be worse. It can't be worse unless my Pelicans never win another game, which could be, it could happen. I don't know. So it's not looking like stand the man Van Gundy. Stand the man Van. Don't look like he's making a difference. He's over here. I don't know what he's doing with the lineups and shit. He's, he won't even let Lonzo be the point guard. When he was the point guard, he was, he was looking like he was, one of the, uh, he was finally reaching his potential. Now he doesn't even let the dude run the point. He just stands him in the corner like he's fucking Ray Allen. He ain't Ray Allen. He'll, he'll hit a couple shots now. His shot's a lot better, but he ain't a fucking spot-up shooter just standing in the corner. Let him run this shit. And Anyways, let's move on to the fights. Let's, let's recap uh, what we had last week. Yo, all I got to say, if you missed a Max Holloway-Calvin Cater fight, fuck you. Straight up. I mean, that shit was unreal. That sh- that w- this, dude, this dude, Max Holloway, destroyed every UFC record. Calvin Cater statistically caught the world's greatest ass-whooping ever. And I know there's probably been some boxing matches and shit uh, where where they probably somebody got hit more than 450 times that Calvin Cater got hit. Um, but they weren't little gloves. He wasn't getting kneed. He wasn't getting kicked as well. Uh, this was the world's greatest ass whooping of all time. Now, I get it. There was probably sometime uh, yeah, sometime there was like a Roman gladiator or some shit who, you know, killed the king's champion and then went on and killed a fucking lion in the same night and shit I, it, whatever this is the baddest motherfucking ass whooping i've ever seen right here i don't know what that had to do in anything it just made sense in my head but anyways max holloway landed 450 something uh 447 i think is the exact number significant strikes who the fucking get punched and kicked that many fucking times calvin cater can that's who can he threw over 750, 750 strikes at this dude. It was unreal. I mean, he came out and he was just throwing, he was hitting, you remember that game Killer Instinct for Super Nintendo, where you you, you had those, those combinations, it was the one that, I think it was like the first game that I remember that kept track of like combinations, 17 punch combo. This dude was landing Killer Instinct combos on Calvin Cater, like 30 punch combos. Now, Calvin hung in there. He got his nose shattered again for the third straight fight. He, uh, he would come back with some, some bombs every once in a while but he, and, and landed some. But he, Max was just, he ate every single one of those. Now, he said, you know, that he hasn't, I don't, he, didn't even, he said this before his last fight. He doesn't spar anymore. It's the smartest thing you can do. And I don't think he means not sparring at all. He's just saying he doesn't hard spar. He's probably just doing real light movement work, technique drills, t- technique sparring. That's a different type of thing. That's like me and the homies were doing a couple weekends ago, at, 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 at fucking Mission Bay, or, uh, Mission Beach. We were out there fucking light sparring, not trying to knock each other out, just trying to to move, see some punches, uh, work on things. That's the best way to do it because what you do is you save your fucking chin. Max Holloway can take those bombs for Calvin Cater, which were, he landed some bombs. He would cover, 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 And then out of nowhere throw a big fucking hook and sometimes land. Big right hand sometimes land on Max, but it wouldn't, it didn't even phase him. Because his, his, he's keeping the mileage of his chin, he's keeping it low. He's keeping all that brain damage low by not sparring. These motherfuckers are wearing their chins out in the in the gym. That's when I was when I was training heavy. It was gym wars. They were far more far more deadly than the actual fights if you competed. Far more. You were taking bombs, homies. I, I get migraines uh, like quite often, and and I'm pretty sure that it was from my like real serious like f- six years of like real serious training going in there and, and, and sparring like at least once a week, sometimes sometimes twice a week, going to different gyms and shit. Getting bombed on, you know, headgear isn't really meant to do anything other than stop getting uh, cuts, stop you from getting cut. Um, but Max, you know, you saw it with with um, Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler, when he won the belt and was defending it, he wasn't sparring at that time because you're not, you're not. You only can get hit so many times, but you're not constantly having your brain swell up and shit. I used to come out of there with massive headaches. Even the other weekend, we were went really light. I didn't even take that many shots to the dome, but I had a massive headache by the time I got home. Just from getting hit a few, a few times, man. That all adds up. And you can't take that kind of inflammation to your brain and shit. So Max Holloway is doing it the smart way. Only take damage in the actual real fight, and you won't take that much damage. Calvin Cater, man, this dude, he, he stood there. I'll give it to the, uh, give him that, but I, I would have thrown that towel in. I would have thrown that towel in probably around the fourth round. It was over. It's not worth catching. He probably caught another 300 strikes. It's not worth getting hit 300 more times for a, for a, 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 a fucking puncher's chance, for a Hail Mary chance. You know, you might hit, you know, four grand slams in a row and Ty tie, tie being down 16 runs, you know, in the ninth inning. Maybe, maybe there's a, there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. There wasn't a chance, man. It wasn't worth taking that ass whooping. Um, but he made it to the end. Max Holloway, just his pressure, the, the, you thought he was going to slow down. You're like, there's no fucking way that this guy's going to keep the same pace. Just coming forward throwing combos, 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 combos. He did for the entire fight. He never slowed a second. What's next for him? Fuck Volkanovsky. Conor McGregor. I want to see Conor McGregor. Listen, Conor wins on Saturday. Conor wins on Saturday. And Khabib's still kind of in no man's land whether he wants to come back or if he for sure says no. I don't know that I don't make Max Holloway versus... uh, Max Holloway versus... Uh, Conor McGregor 2 happen for the, for, the light, for the lightweight belt. I don't know that I don't do that. I think I might do that. I think, you know, and, and Conor was saying that that's a, that's a fight that he's definitely interested in. That would make a whole lot of sense. Um, I know if Hooker gets a win this weekend, I don't know, man. I just don't see that beating Michael Chandler puts you up ahead of the winner of Gaethje versus uh, Oliveira. I, I don't know if that puts him over Charles and them. I, dude, I'm kind of leaning Charles Oliveira on that shit. The way well, I, I'm a huge Gaethje fan, but the way he got dominated on the ground by Khabib, what's gonna happen? I mean, Charles Oliveira is a completely different style, but he's just as deadly. So I either give that, I either make the winner of that versus Connor. But if I'm if I want to make some ducats, coming off of that that performance, the whole world was talking about that performance. Max Holloway coming off of that performance you got to catch lightning in a bottle. If Connor goes out there and smokes Dustin Poirier, that's the fucking fight to make. That's the fight to make. Now, what do I think? Let me I'll get to i get to Dustin in that in a minute. We also had Carlos Condit versus Matt Brown. I picked Condit on that. I got lucky. Mm-hmm. Listen, I thought it was 3-0. I know Matt Brown was talking shit you know, listen, just because you're on your back, let me explain this to y'all. Just because somebody's on got top position and is just laying there on top of you, they're not that doesn't mean they're they're winning the round. Being on your back isn't always just a defensive position. Carlos Condit was on his back, but he was throwing elbows from the bottom. He landed way more strikes than Matt Brown did from the top. And he was going for submissions. And he happened to, to, to reverse. He happened to stand up. He got taken down more times. But he was way more active from his back. Boss Ruten versus uh, Kevin Randleman. Go back and watch that shit for the heavyweight title way back in the day. UFC heavyweight title. Uh, my favorite fight of all time. Uh, Boss Ruten carved... Kevin Randleman up from the bottom. Back then there were different rules. He was tie clinching and kneeing from the bottom. Boss Ruten was nasty elbows cut him all upside his head. Just dominated the fight from the bottom after a real shaky, you know, first 2 minutes or so. Just because you're on your back, there's people who there there's jiu jitsu people want to be on their back. So how could it be defensive if they pull guard? That's a, that's an offensive move to get the fight where they want it. Some people want to be on their back and are better offensively from their back. More submissions available from your back for some people. I think so, especially if you're just a position grappler and not really into ground and pound. So just because somebody's on top, that doesn't mean they're winning the fucking fight. And Matt Brown wasn't doing anything with those takedowns. Nothing. He threw a couple courtesy elbows just to look like he was doing something. They didn't even really land. Santiago Ponzanibio looked like a, a, a jackass out there. He got smoked by my homie. The armpit. Sauron's general, Li Jing Liang, with a huge upset. Huge upset. Early upset. Um, I don't know if. It, I, actually, I'll give it because Alessio uh, DiCirico, I, p- I dropped 20 bucks on him. I picked Joe Quinn uh, Buckley. I picked him to win the fight, but I dropped. I, I thought Alessio DiCirico De De Chirico had a real shot at winning the fight, and he did. I got him at plus 250, almost tripled my dough. Two big upsets right off the bat. Ponzinibbio looked like dog shit, stepped in. He didn't do anything. He came out. He looked rusty. He looked like he hadn't fought in two years. Lee Jingliang came out moving, 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 bobbing, bobbing. Throwing hooks off of his bobs, hook throwing throwing overhands off of his weaves, uh, he looked he looked like a, a a killer. I didn't think he would. I thought he was gonna at least. I thought he could if he was gonna win the fight, he would dominate with takedowns and in top position. I didn't know he was gonna go out there and just box it. He knocked San, Santiago Ponzanibio the fuck out. Clean left hook that just clipped his chin, slept him. Dunski's. yo, Quinn Buckley got kicked in the fucking head. He got highlighted. Uh, Punahili uh, Soriano had a huge win against Dusko Todorovic. Dusko, man, I picked him to win, but he let me down on this one, man. I, I knew he does. He he, all he does is just he he doesn't move his feet. He just pulls every time. He moves his head back. He's got good head movement from, but he doesn't move his feet, so he never gets out of the way of punches. And Punahili, he just he was missing a lot. He was missing a lot with his punches, but he just kept he he figured it out. He figured him out. He's just. He's just moving his head straight back. All I have to do is just keep throwing. First two might miss. Number three, four, and five won't miss. And uh, he kept going forward. Dusko kept moving straight back, just, you know, moving his head straight back, and he got blasted out. So um, that was a dope card. That was a dope card. Um, anything else? Yeah, that, that was it for that one. What else did we have? So we, we had on Wednesday, uh, we had uh, Kissa versus uh, Neil Magny. Listen, I love... I love grappling matches. I love grappling in in UFC. I I'm not one of these fucking busters who thinks every grappling fight is boring, but this one was. This one was. Listen, uh Chiesa, he's he can control you. If he gets you to the ground, he's going to it's hard to get off of you. Um and he just does he, there's no ground to pound. There's no ground to pound at all. He's not trying to finish the fight other than trying to find a submission. If you can't find the submission, he's just going to control you for five rounds. And That's what he did to Neil Magny. But Neil Magny uh, must have been in the back. He must have got some. Uh, they must have hit him with the wrong vaccine or something in the back. They must have hit him up with that uh, that syringe of moron juice because this motherfucker was out here continuously trying to engage in the grappling and trying to take kiesa down and every time he did that kiesa ended on up on top and and would salt away the entire round every time he was out grappling the fuck out of magni the entire fight and kiesa he just kept playing into kiesa's strength the whole fucking time i mean everybody on 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 the on the broadcast saying what the fuck is he doing he's getting out grappled but yet he keeps trying to grapple with this dude It was stupid. It made no damn sense. Fight IQ is one of the biggest attributes you could have as a fighter. And and Neil Magny showed that he, just when you start to believe in Neil Magny after, you know, some of his victories recently. Especially the way he beat Robbie Lawler. That's what does it say about Robbie, my man Robbie. He got his ass tooled by Neil Magny. And then Neil Magny comes out here on some uh, dunce cap shit. Getting his ass fucking beat by Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa calling out Colby Covington after that. Good luck with that, homeboy. Good fucking luck. You feeling yourself like the Macarena, homie? You need to simmer the fuck down. Warley Alves killed my dude, Munir Lazzez. I mean, I I I, I wrote like uh, six hundred words about Moon, uh, Munir Lazez, uh, uh from my little uh. uh my little Line Star app uh, gig that I got going. And, and, and he came out and looked like a jackass. He didn't get even a shot off. I mean, he comes out and just gets railroaded. Worley Alves came out and blasted Muner Lazez. Like, the fuck out. Munez, Munir Lazez was like minus 300 almost. Favorite. And he didn't get anything off. Worley Alves tooled him, pappied him. That was ba- basically it for that shit. And that was it. Um, what else do we have? Anything big on the prelims on that one? Ricky Simone, uh, Suma Harry is a bad motherfucker. Uh, Francisco Figueiredo, uh, Davidson's brother, would look good. Mike Davis, Mason Jones was probably fighting tonight. That was a fucking... Umar, that's who I want to talk Umar, Nerma M- Gametoff, yes, that, Nerma Gametoff. He's not really uh, related to Gabi, but he is Because they consider him he is But he really isn't It's just like they gave him the name It's weird He's not really related Or he's like a distant cousin or some shit Uh, But anyways This dude Umar uh, Nurmagomedov is a motherfucker Hopefully you saw this fight It was the second fight It was literally at 6.30 in the morning I woke up just in time to catch this one Umar, all this dude does is throw kicks when he's standing. Like almost 100% all he throws is kicks. He has the nastiest question mark kick you've ever seen. He throws almost exclusively his right leg. And even though you know he'll throw it from the southpaw stance or throw it from the orthodox stance, he'll almost exclusively just throw head kicks, body kicks, teep kicks, and that question mark kick. His question mark kick is nasty. It comes out of nowhere. It's so quick the way he can just fling it. And, and go uh, if you don't know what a question mark kick is, it's a low, it's a faint low kick, a low kick faint. That yeah. at the same motion, you kind of whip it back up to the top. So you faint low, and then come up high with it. And and he just he uses his hips to like flick it. It's it's fucking crazy, man. And he has he has Khabib wrestling. I mean, he'll change levels on you in a fucking blink. This guy Sergey Morozov that he fought, that dude's good. That dude's a good fucking fighter. He's a, a wrestler himself. Um, got pretty good hands. Uh, Umar dominated him as soon as he got the fight to the ground. I mean, he, he, he the guy who tried everything to get out of uh, Umar, he tried rolling out. Umar would roll with him with the, double, with, with, with the body lock, never let go of it. Uh, got him with a rear naked choke in the second round, and he just walked through this fucking guy. Uh, Umar is the real fucking deal, guys. Uh, I think this, was a Bantamweight? He's a Bantamweight, could be. This dude is going to be, I'm telling you, Umar. He's going to be in title contention. I don't know, depending on how, much, how often he fights, maybe end of the year. Next year, definitely, this dude's going to be in title contention. He's that fucking good because he can take you. And he's got such a crazy style, man. All he does is fucking kick. And this chick, Manon, Manon Firat, she was the first fight out. I don't know if I told you all about this on the last podcast. Um, she's like a better Holly Holm. I'm telling you, she's a more aggressive, better hands Holly Holm. She's like the, the second coming of Holly Holm. I think she's French. She's a bad motherfucker. She's on the way up too. So if you missed the first two fights, it, it, the, the cards start at 6 a.m. here on the West Coast. If you missed those first two fights, you missed like the two best performances, the two best up-and-coming fighters, I'm telling you, were right at there on the first two fights. That was a dope fucking card. That was probably the best all-around card of the two, except the main event. And then this weekend, this weekend, we got the big one. McGregor- Poirier, uh, the fight card has taken major hits, major hits already, uh, let me see, let's, let's see what's even, I don't even know what the fuck is still on, so uh, Armand Sar- uh, no, uh, Sarukian, I can't remember his first name, but he was fighting Nazrat Uh, uh crazy name, and this was going to be one of the fights of the night, uh, Sarukian is, is a bad, bad motherfucker, um, and that fight's off. That fight is off. Uh, one of the other main event fights is uh, main card fights is off. Armand Sakurian, Sarukian. Okay, so now he's fighting Matt Frivola. Okay, cool. Okay, okay, okay. So, so Azatar was supposed to fight Matt Frivola. and now Armand Sarukian is fighting Matt Frivola. Um, this is actually going to be. A, this could be a really good fight too. This is a good fight. So this dude, uh, Azatar. What the fuck was this guy's name? Arman too? Was his name Arman? Is Zatar also? Otman. Otman is atar This dude was killing people. He uh, he he won his uh, USA uh, UFC debut against uh, Kama Worthy, who was on fire. They, he was a big. He's a big time prospect. He knocked that full out in like the early early first round. He's got big bombs. He's a short, stocky Armenian dude. Big bombs. I think he's Armenian. Maybe he's not. Anyways, uh, he he. He was a big favorite against Matt Fravola. I like my Matt Bravola's style, but I was really looking forward to this fight. So this fucking guy, check this fucking guy out. I'm gonna read this shit to you. This guy I just read right before I got on here. He he was uh after ins this motherfucker got kicked out of the UFC for for sneaking some dude in through the bubble. Him and his people like cut their wristbands off and gave them to somebody, and that person like left the bubble and then came back and climbed up the side of the fucking building of the of the hotel with a bag to deliver to him and then ran away when people tried to like stop him when security tried listen to this shit um uh, so he had he and his team so here let me just read this from the beginning uh dana white has candidly spoken out over his reason to expel otman otman a Zetar from the usc after mma fighter and his team violated rules and regulations in place he uh, is undefeated pro-MMA record was set to fight. He's killing people too, I'm telling you. The 30-year-old uh, Georgian Moroccan, German Moroccan, has been pulled off the fight card on Friday after UFC cited a recent violation of health and safety protocols. Uh, now uh, White has revealed that his ATAR in his camp brought an individual from outside the bubble who went into a room, shimmied across four balconies, went in his room, dropped the, a bag off, changed his clothes, and left. The UFC president explained, yeah, it's pretty amazing actually. They caught him on tape. So he and his team cut off their wristbands, gave them to somebody outside the bubble. I don't know how they even did it. That guy taped them and showed up here with a bag. He went into a room, shimmied across four balconies, went into his room, dropped the bag off, and changed his clothes and left. When security tried to stop him, he wouldn't stop either way and it's just bad. He's gone. He's no longer a UFC fighter and he's not fighting tonight. White told another reporter UFC captured everything on camera and wasted no time pulling a Zetar. You imagine blowing your chance at a UFC fucking... This guy's 1-0 and with a vicious knockout. Uh, heavy favorite in this fight. Uh, I picked for Vola anyways. I don't give a fuck. So I'm going to take that as, as 1-0 and on the card because uh, that's a fat fucking L for Otman and Zatar. Um, Armand Sarukian was supposed to fight, uh, Nazrach but I guess, uh, got sick, probably from cutting weight. Um, he got, he got real sick. Sometimes what happens after you make weight, um, you cut so much, your body kind of shuts down, you get real nauseous, you get, you get, like, withdrawal-type symptoms, and I think that's what happened to Nazrat. Nazrat's a good fucking fighter, dude. This was gonna be a banger. Um, this matchup, but now I'm glad they're letting our, our, um, they're letting uh, Sarukian and Matt Favola. Sarukian didn't even make weight. He missed weight by a pound. So that's another added thing here. Matt Favola, uh, this is going to be a tough fight for Sarukian. You go from a, a, basically a stand-up bout to a guy, Matt Favola, who's got decent stand-up. Sneaky stand-up. Um, more of a wrestling type. but Definitely going to use some wrestling. So we're going to see if Armand Sarukian can uh, you know adjust here. I think Armand's got some good. His striking is fucking nasty, dude. He's got really textbook fundamental striking dog he's got like day one uh perfect muay thai i'm telling you like you throw the left you throw a jab follow it with a right kick you throw a right cross you follow it with a left kick type of shit like like but he throw he he does the fundamentals so way so well it looks flashy he makes the the regular shit just look like flashy techniques he's he's fucking dope i'm telling you this is gonna be a good fight i'm glad they're gonna they they, they were able to save this fight um so I, I was kind of worried about that. I was wondering if they would actually do that, um, but I'm glad they did that shit because that's gonna keep your eye on that fight. Um, what else do we got on this? Brad Tavares. Let me. Okay, I'll just give. I'll just go through my picks. There's a bunch of fights on this card. Um, Al, uh, Amir Al Bazi versus Zalgas Zuma Gulov. Uh, he's pretty much a wrestler. I think he's from Kazakhstan. Uh, Amir al has guy. I'm going to go with Armir, uh, Ar- Ar- Amir al think I think, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, Zogas is a, is a slight favorite. He's got a heavy wrestling background. So if he can get this to the, uh, to the ground, he, he'll be good. But I'm taking Amir. Uh, Movzar Ivloyev versus Nick Lentz. This dude Movzar, uh, M-O-V-S-A-R Ivloyev He's he's a little Frank Yeager. This dude is bad. This dude is really good. He's like the second coming of Frank Yeager. Nick Lentz, the Carney. Nick Lance, one of the best name nicknames in UFC. He he's been around for a long time. Big time veteran. Uh, he used to be a motherfucker. He was real tough. Mixed wrestling with some good striking. He he had some big wins. He's been around for a long time, but he's on the backside of his of his career. I think Movsar is gonna 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 dominate him. Watch that dude. If you're gonna watch the early prelims, check out Movzar Ivloyev. Um He's a heavy favorite. I, I saw him yesterday at, at minus 600. Uh, prohibited. You ain't vote, You ain't you ain't you ain't putting no money down on him. It, it's it's a done deal. And and you ain't Nick Lance ain't worth the. I think he's minus what is Nick Lance minus or plus uh th- plus 400 basically. Uh, you're just wasting your money. Khalil Roundtree versus Masin Procneo. Procneo's is like 0 and 3 in the UFC. Um, he's getting knocked the fuck out. Khalil Roundtree lost his last fight, but he's got that Tong Po. He his he, this dude's crazy. Early on, I think he's from the. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's from the Ultimate Fighter. He, he completely changed his whole style. He went to he went to Thailand. I, I can't remember. I he might be top team Thailand. Something one of the one of the big. Uh, Muay Thai camps out there, and he completely changed his whole style, and, and, and he's dope. He's got heavy, heavy Thai kicks, man. Khalil Roundtree's going to knock that fool fuck out. Juliana, Juliana Pena versus Sarah McMahon. Give me Sarah McMahon. Shoeface. Uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. versus Brad Tavares. This is a toss-up. Um, Carlos Jr.'s stand-up is whack. Brad Tavares is better. Uh, Brad Tavares did go uh, the distance with the champ, Uh, Adesanya I think was it it might have been Adesanya's debut in the UFC might have been but Tavares went five rounds I think I'm pretty sure it was a main event he went five rounds with him got beat got dropped a few times but you know still I mean if you went five rounds if you fought Israel Adesanya you saw what he just did to Paulo Costa he couldn't even he barely lasted into the second round if you went 25 minutes with that fucker I'd put that on my resume. That would be on my Indeed.com resume. First fucking thing. I don't care You know, if I, I was trying to get a job at Subway. They'd be like, what, what does this matter? I don't give a fuck. I went five rounds with Adesanya, motherfucker. Monster.com shit. Greatest accomplishment right there. Armand Sarukian, like I just said, versus Matt Frivola. I'm taking Sarukian. I think he stays on his feet. I think he can get back to his feet. I'm pretty sure he's a pretty good wrestler, uh, grappler himself. Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Hibas. Hibas is a bad little baddie. Little design, little dime piece. Give me Amanda Hibas. Andrew Filthy Rotten Sanchez versus Mahmoud Marudoff. Yo, Maradoff is a bad motherfucker. This dude, Mahmoud. Go watch his fight versus Trevor Smith. Stop right now. Uh, Google, if you're against Google right now, uh, get on DuckDuckGo, whatever the fuck you use. Uh... And and check this dude's fight out. Mahmoud Muradov against uh, Trevor Smith. One of the nastiest KO's you'll ever see. This dude moves and moves and moves. He takes getting on your bike. He's the Lance Armstrong of this bitch. This dude's rocking that yellow jersey out there. Because he's on his bike the whole fight. This dude changes from the body to the head. His combos to the body to the head. It's like textbook. This dude is a monster. Andrew Sanchez uh, from The Ultimate Fighter a few years back. He's a tough dude. He's a sleeper. He fought last Last summer, I, I forget who he fought, and I picked him. He, I, I dropped some dough on him as a, as a heavy underdog, and he came out big for me. I forget who the fuck he fought. Um, Andrew Sanchez is a tough dude. Um, good wrestling, solid, sneaky striking. Um, this is going to be a good fight. This is a real good fight. Let me see. Who the fuck did he fight? Termin, Yes, Termin. Uh, I forget the guy's fight, uh, uh, name, first name, Mike Turner. Uh. Anyways, he was a guy that uh, from the um, Contender Series that they were high on, and uh, I picked uh, Andrew Sanchez to win that fight, and he did. He looked good. His, his El Derte, Dirty Sanchez, and Andrew Filthy Rotten Sanchez. This is going to be a good fight. I'm taking Mahmoud um, all day, all motherfucking night to win that shit. Um, what else do we got? Jessica, who gives a fuck? Jessica I versus Yoan Calderwood. How the fuck is this man on the main event? I have no, uh, on the main card, I have no idea. Jessica I was uh, one of the people on the worst main event in the history of the UFC this past summer when she fought Cynthia Calvillo. That was a main event. Jessica I versus Cynthia, Cynthia Calvillo. Only fight I could ever remember that I actually turned that shit off uh, yeah, I think uh, Vittori. Vittori versus um, Roberson was the co-main event. I consider that the main event. And I turned that shit off. I didn't even watch that bullshit. Um, I don't remember who won. I think Cynthia, Cynthia Calvillo won that fight. Uh, give me Joanne Calderwood just for because. Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. Dago representative, Dago Dago Bitch California representative, uh Michael Chandler. I don't know if he's he's born and raised here. I'm pretty sure he's a, a transplant probably like everybody else is. Um he 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 he's he's repped us, he's repped Dago uh to the absolute finest. Uh been in the bell in Bellator one of one of those big names like like you know Gaethje when Gaethje was outside of the UFC Alvarez uh Gilbert Melendez back in the day Ben Askren um one of those dudes that fought outside the UFC that was also still considered one of the best fighters uh at their weight class pound for pound uh so it has been a long time coming for uh Michael Chandler to be in the UFC this is just the the, the wrong fight and you know what when they asked him about this fight. When they asked Michael Chandler about this fight, he says it's the worst matchup of like the top guys that are competing for the title right now. And when they when somebody tells you that, they, it's a wrap. He's a, it's a, it's a wrap, man. I don't want to hear that shit. Um, but he's right. This is the worst matchup. This dude is long, strong, power striker. If Chandler can't get this fight to the ground, it's going to be a long night. If he can, he's he's got heavy g- top control. Um, he doesn't. He's a Tito Ortiz on the top. He's got excellent wrestling. If he gets on top of you. He doesn't bother to try to pass your guard. He's just going to hit you with elbows and hammer fists, which works two ways. One, he can control. He can land significant strikes. He can control the fight, keep it there, uh, grind out rounds. But it also gives little opportunity for the guy on the bottom to get up. He's going to have to initiate the scrambles himself. Um, you know, sometimes you get somebody who's trying to pass. You can ini- you give you got space there to work with now from the bottom, and you can you can initiate some shit to stand up. Uh, Michael Chandler doesn't really give you that opportunity because he doesn't try to pass your guard. Tito Ortiz, um, uh, you know, who else? Uh, I'm drawing blanks on names. Anyways, Tito Ortiz is one of the best uh, examples of a guy who you, you watch his old fights. And when he got you, he was like ground and fucking pound. And, and he'd get on top of you and he would just sit in your guard and he would destroy you. Uh, that's what you know. Chandler's good at. The problem with Chandler is on his feet. It's not that he's not a good striker. He's got wrestler striking, that that basic one, two, three type striking with good power, good technique, but just real, real super vanilla striking. Usually, you know, usually only looking to strike to, until he can get it to the ground type of striking. He just he tries to cover too much ground with his right hand. He relies too much. It's such a piston. It's fast. It's powerful. He knocks people out with it, but he gets caught trying to cover too much distance because he doesn't have good footwork so he's leaping into into the pocket leaping and that's how he got knocked out uh you know uh, he got knocked down against brett premise a couple uh in in their fights in the second fight for sure uh he got knocked out by pitbull uh in in bellator um and sometimes he he tries he thinks he's like roy jones and likes leads he likes to lead with that lead left hook again leaping into the po- into the pocket trying to cover way too much distance with it. That's going to get him hurt, especially in this fight with a long striker like Dan Hooker. You saw him fight Dustin Poirier last year. They they went to fucking war. Back and forth landing fucking bombs. Um man, this is a bad fight for for Michael Chandler. I I'm-, I'm taking Dan Hooker on this shit. I think he just can stay on the outside now. If he can scramble back up to his feet, um, we don't really see him, you know, having to fight takedowns too often. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can, uh, you know, keep keep Michael Chandler on the outside, keep that jab going. He's got good lateral movement too. Although he he has a tendency to only circle to his left, and that's the power hand of Chandler. So he's got that going for him. So he's going to have to switch that up. But he's got, you know, long distance, rangy, uh, striking. He should be able to stand on the outside and pick Michael Chandler apart. TKO round two, that's how I'm going on that one. Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. I've gone back and forth. I think even on this podcast multiple times, I've said, you know, early on when this fight was, you know, rumored. I was picking Dustin Poirier because uh, and he absolutely has a fight, has a chance to win this fight. Anybody who thinks he does, he doesn't. You're crazy. The only two outcomes that would surprise me on this fight is one of the other one of the other completely walking through the other fighter. Conor McGregor walking through Dustin or Dustin walking through Conor. That would be those would be the only way cuz I I if this gets to the late 3rd round, it's going to be all da- all um Dustin Poirier. It's going to be all Dustin Poirier. You know no matter what, Connor McGregor's going to gas. Slow down. And that's going to be bad news for a guy like, like, like Poirier who, who gets stronger as the fight goes on. Been in wars, homie. Uh, Connor really hasn't been in wars. You can say the second, even the, the Diaz fights, but th- that pace wasn't anything. Anything like what Dustin Poirier's been in. Look at Dustin Poirier's fight against Gaethje, the Alvarez, both Alvarez fights, the, the hooker fight. I mean, he's been in, in, in crazy high pace. Look, you just saw. We just, I just talked about it. I opened this shit up with, with the Holloway, what Holloway just did to Calvin Cater. Dustin Poirier did that to Holloway in 2002, less than two years ago. He, he baby-boyed Max. He dominated Max. Max had, you know, ha, you know, started to come on at the end, but he got dropped. I mean, he didn't get dropped because he's never been dropped, which is crazy, Max Holloway. But he was rocked, visibly rocked, multiple times in that fight. Only time you've ever seen Max Holloway hurt in a fight. He dominated him. So if he can get this to the late rounds, if I'm him, I'm looking to grapple. I'm, I'm looking to tie Connor up. I'm looking to, to put him up against the fence, work some takedowns, even if I can't get him. Just to try to just try to wear uh, McGregor out, grind him out the first couple rounds. Don't just sit there. With, with, you know, with your ego and your pride and all that shit, and sit there and try to bang with him. Work your way inside and get him down, grind him out, put him up against the fucking fence. That's the way you're gonna go about this. And then, then open up slowly, open up into your striking. In the first fight, you know he got hit, he got clipped like behind the head with some weird shit. That fight was to, was shaping up to be something good. It wasn't an illegal strike because for me you have to like purposefully you know purposefully attack the back of the head like that you have to be trying to do it, it, it you can't somebody can't duck try to duck a punch and you accidentally clip him in the head if that's not your uh, your objective wasn't to punch him there it's a legal shot it was a legal shot rock dustin uh, getting hit behind the head that's what you know it, it, it's a weird shot um, but Dustin had landed some big left hands early in that fight, and you know Connor you know and he didn 't even really get settled down. He looked a little like he hadn 't got it you know settled down in that fight before it was over, so it 's going to be dangerous, but I got connor I know I got Connor, I think he can finish it early, I think in the second round, I think he you know I, I wish I could have seen more from him in the uh in the uh Cerrone fight last year I wanted to see some exchanges I wanted to see if he you know but he looks he looks real good at 155 man he's lighter and faster at 155 that that Cerrone fight was 170 he's too big and bulky there and and he's just not he's not big enough to be an act a a welterweight but he's too big and bloated at that weight class to really be as dynamic as I think he can at, at 155 155 is a spot for him man and he that counter left hand, that slip out the back door left hand. I just I see Dustin running into that. The problem with Dustin is he gets hit too much. And when he throws his left hand, he 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 gets into these exchanges where he literally just throws from his waist. He throws those like shovel hooks. They're like in between an uppercut and a hook. He shows, throws them at a, a odd angle, and it's and they're effective because they're hard to see. It's like an uppercut. Uppercuts are so hard to defend because you never see them. They're out of your eye level. Um so that 's the thing with with dustin 's hands uh he doesn 't turn his punches over all the time, so it 's like he he keeps his 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 top two knuckles on top and it, and it'll fit him through uh man does that a lot, especially with his jab he doesn 't turn that punch over he just throws it straight out it keeps your that keeps your elbow tucked in it keeps your punch really short and straight and Dustin likes to throw his left hand like that um and it can sneak in it can slide in between the hand guard really well, um but he drops his hands a lot, so he fires from low and that 's not a good Good thing, but, uh, but Connor, you know, he relies a lot on... He, he pretty much fights with his hands down, too. He relies on manipulating the pocket. He likes to stay just outside of your range, and sometimes he gets caught with his hands down. He, I mean, go back and watch the Chad Mendes fight. He got destroyed, and up until that end of the second round even on the feet he was taking bombs it's just Chad Mendez was so much smaller than him he was just eating them like nothing but he got hit with so many right hands and lead left hooks in that fight and especially when Mendez was on top um and because he wasn't judging the distance well because he was he he you know he he slips and counters but sometimes you know he doesn't get all the way out of the pocket and he gets hit with some shit so this is a very interesting fight but I I see Conor if he comes out here now if you're Conor don't come out here with that fucking run across the ring shit simmer the fuck down if Cerrone wasn't so one one, single-minded in that fight he would have just taken Conor down but he he swore up and down uh, Cerrone did that he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna look for takedowns and he didn't lie because Connor gave him one right off the bat and he didn't even think about taking him down. He ran right into one. He can't do that. He can't come around there. You know he's going to come out, take the center of the, uh, of the cage. He's going to make sure he takes the center. He's going to come out and throw some side kicks or some some spinning wheel kicks because he likes to set you. He likes to move you up and move you to a certain direction so he can hit you with that left hand. So be on your bike early here if you're Dustin Poirier. Connor McGregor, come out. Come out and take your time and work your way in there. Don't Telegraph the left hand, set it up with the right hand. You can't, against Khabib, it was just a, a measuring stick. He just kind of left it out there. He, didn't, he wasn't dynamic with it. He didn't fire it off. He's got to move off of angles with it and throw it in combination. He's, he, you know, I want to see combinations and slick strike and move out the, out the, out the back door like he, like he did early on in his UFC career. I got Conor McGregor second round TKO. It's like this. It's like this and like deck. And uh, so there you go there you 57 my goodness i'm already it's already an hour in god damn um damn i'm I, listen i was gonna get i was gonna get um uh, i was gonna get the homie on here but uh it, it's already we're already an hour up I, I my bad homie if you listen to this shit uh bautista i'm we're gonna do one on maybe on we're gonna do one next week for sure i'm gonna get him on here he's been dying listen 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 Lyndon, listen Linda. This dude's been dying to go on here and go off on these fucking Trump rants of his and shit. This motherfucker, this motherfucker didn't even vote. This motherfucker didn't even vote. And he's over here uh, bitching about Trump and shit. Uh, being kicked out. He's he's still on his, oh, it's not over yet. It's just begun. This motherfucker's about to get impeached. I I don't know how you get impeached when you're not even in office anymore. I don't know how that shit works. But they're about to impeach this motherfucker. Uh, and I guess it's for the sole purpose of making sure he never runs again. Um uh, but this dude's listen. I just find it uh, these these Trump people. They're they're just as 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 fucking hilarious as as the the crazy ass fucking weird ass lefty like super left people. You know, like I just sit in the middle and watch these clowns do their thing. Now uh, I I like to get uh, Bautista on here because he comes on here and he he just he just gobbles the the, the Trump wiener uh, all the way all the way to the base, all the way to the back of the throat. So I am I, I like to let him go off, and I'll throw some little things in here and there. So I'll, I'll listen to what he has to say. Um, uh, You know, I'll let him go off on his little rant and shit. Uh, so uh, we'll come back with that. Um, what else did I have? Oh, this weekend, before I get the fuck out of here, um, NFL, NFL. I'm looking up here right now. What do I got? Well, I already told you. I think... Uh, I think the Chiefs are vulnerable, man. They've, they've been on a lot of close games. I, I think I heard this morning that they, um, their last nine games of the season were all like six points or less that they won by other than the game they lost to the Chargers in the last week because they didn't play any starters. Um, so I, I, I think they're vulnerable. I, defenses are both whack. I think the Chiefs' defense and the Bills' defenses are, are both mediocre at best. Bill's offense didn't look great last week against uh, against the Ravens. They they scored only seventeen points, but the offense only scored ten. They had a pick six, a hundred and some yard pick six. Um, so I, I, you know, but before that, they were on absolute fire. I mean, they were they were putting. A, I think they had a fifty burger in there somewhere. I mean, they were whooping ass. You know, straight up ass eating. Especially the 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 hail mary. Remember the hail mary with with uh hell Murray they call it with with, with uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, that was the only game they lost the last 12 games or they would have been 12 and 0. They're 11 and 1 their last 12 games of the season. I I listen, I think they get it done. I think the Bills, I think my predictions are going to go through. I think it's going to be the Bills and on the other side you know the, the Bucks struggled too on offense, man. Their their defense is trash. They de- other than la- they showed up last week, I'll give you that, but I wasn't really high on the I thought the Saints were overrated. They they didn't score a whole lot of points either um their last half of the season and you know so maybe some of that was because breeze was out but they didn't look any better with breeze in there breeze is done um if anybody can do it for sure you know uh the bucks did beat the dog shit out of the packers um straight up koala you know koala station diaper changed them up in the mall and shit in the family room uh It was like thirty-eight to three. It was a uh, they basically the Packers quit after the second round. They're like, "All right, this is over. We'll, we'll pack them up, pack it in, let me beg in." They just took off. They said, "Fuck it, we're out." Uh So I expect this to be way different. Uh The MVP is clearly Aaron Rodgers this year, and he's just on a fucking tear, man. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. He's done nothing but eat my motherfucking ass. He just put my fucking heels overhead, uh, powders me up. And just been eating my ass nonstop his whole fucking career. They knocked us out of the playoffs every time we, with a few times we make it, it's Aaron Rodgers knocking us, knocking us the fuck out. And I think he gets it done, man. I think they're, it, it, that, that that Bucks defense ain't shit. Ain't about shit, homie. Um, the only team I think can beat the Packers right now is the Dallas Cowboys. I ain't bullshitting you, I ain't trolling you, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't none of that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm dead fucking serious. The Cowboys are the only team that can beat them right now. That's it. Right now, present day, even having a couple weeks off, they come out, they're the only team that could beat them right now. I know, I got I to gotta switch this up to, you know, I got to sneak in my couch. Listen, this is how I feel, homies. This is how I feel. And I think the Packers are going to, um, I think the Packers get in. I think the Packers and the Bills, I'm not giving my prediction quite yet because I'm going back and forth on that. I'm leaning Packers. I'm leaning Packers are going to win the whole fucking thing right now but uh going to be a dope ass championship Sunday. They going to be a dope ass weekend, homies. Big fights, um big fights and, and big fucking games and and that's it. That's that's all I got. I, I I had a whole bunch of other shit I was going to talk about. I can't believe it's already an hours up. So, uh Batista, my bad homie. Um uh, this is two weeks in RO. Um but I I'll get to you. I'll get to you um we'll do this again. We'll do this again next week. I'll get him on here. I want to hear all his little crazy. Uh, he, he's like the uh, uh, the 99 cent store, the, the Dollar General uh, Alex Jones or the retarded Alex Jones, the retarded Dollar General Alex Jones. That's what Bautista is with this with this Trump conspiracy theories. I like hearing him. I like hearing all this wild shit. I need to know what's out there. Uh, what kind of wackadoo ideas are out there and shit. So uh, I'll get him on here. We, we, we'll we fucking yip-yap a little bit. He'll talk shit about the Lakers and, and the Pelicans and all that shit. Um, but until then, uh, fuck else. So I feel like I'm forgetting something. Uh, no? All right. Well, fuck it. I'm out of here. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number one, two, three.
1: All up in your ass. And I'm out, motherfuckers. <music> up you're going down i'm going in we're going out i punch the gas we hit the town you're looking fly i hold you down show you how i run this bitch and then i walk it out i'm jogging now i'm about to hit my stride this bitch is live just take my hand i'll lead the way i'll part the crowd the seas will stay the reason that they hate us, they ain't like it's time we're standing still when we walk by i stop and stare jealous of us probably all we did was climb the hands now we're at the top it's 12 o'clock tonight is young let's take advantage of it a fetish no one understood so now we stand above it don't look down you shook i found a place for you to kick it, see my mind is open. Don't look now, my blinds are open. Show me how you ride the pole, I'll slow you down, break you off, I'll take you on a trip, and even further. Down on me, we're bound to see our first step, our last stand. We'll write the script. We might just flip that bitch Then cast them off. Drama turn to tragedy, and then we'll write them off. Like they did us, they say it must be something likely luck. Might be nothing, such as that that lined us up. Stuck in our own ways, don't give a fuck. What they say or how they say it, they can stack the deck. We got the aces, play it, lay it down, let's bet the farm. They're harmless. Put my arm around you tight, your heart is starting to mislead your feet it skip the beat, they'll probably start the trip We'll see them fall from where we're at We stared and actually wished them well Dread they dare to picture, tell them the directions They'll be traveling once we got them where we want them Not much longer till they off after all their thoughts Then we jot them, not a sound we will make when we escape There'll be no way they'll see the day when we take back their yesterday Tomorrow follows suit, and they can borrow too A mind I'm lies is true The first time I laid eyes on you, I swear I died a few But now it's time we lose, so we know just how they feel the chills is what they will get feel it never better Bush them off take your pick let's fuck them off pick them up dust them off lay them down was it all what we thought it would be should we dip and lead them down a road that they ain't seen or traveled as of now we pass them around take a hit and ask them out then ask us how we got this high we walk the walk we got the drive two see the top is down The road is open, goes the whip Jump back in and posing it, I'm dozing It's a long ride, the beat until the song dies But we will never stab a us Never a cousin, was it how we shit on them That pissed them off, kiss them all night. Wish them all the flight That never lands a one-way trip Need better hands, they lost their grip Can't ever stand around the slip So clever and we found our niche Find better than, don't count on it So now we sit and wait So baby, what you say We make these moments last forever Can't overlook the storybook We always took the long way out you know, i just who so the song to you I can take flight and leave this place behind But where we go, then they will go They'll never know, we'll let them go Should they find the road we chose They'll miss the turn and lose control Cause where we go, then they will go Fuck them, guess we'll let them go I just hope that you and I Can take flight and leave this place behind But where we go, then they will go They'll never know, we'll let them go Should they find the road we chose They'll miss the turn and lose control Cause where we go, then they will go Fuck them, guess we'll let them go Where we go, then they go So why don't we leave here tonight And lead them to a place where they ain't welcome Seldom do they last, hands up in the back they goes on that ass again You know what this song is about I'm looking right at you. Dago, what up? Seth Gecko, aka Moody.